there, and welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. We love chatting with interesting people, people with stories to tell. In each episode, we will be sharing true stories told by real people. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. With your host, Larissa Lima. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. Today, we're going to have an episode full of music and inspiration. A little girl who got many fans worldwide for her beautiful performances playing the violin. Well said by Hans Christian Anderson, where words fail, music speak. So with no further ado, I'm gonna let them speak. Let's see what Sophie and her father, Nikolai, have to tell us today. Hello, Sophie and Nikolai. I'm so happy to have you both in the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. How are you today, Sophia? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you today, Nikolai? I'm good. Thank you. How's your day going? That's going very well. Better now than speaking with you both. <laughs> so let's start with Sophia. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you speaking from? Okay, so my name is Sophia and I'm 13 years old. I play the violin. I have a YouTube channel. I live in New Jersey right now. That's very nice, very close to New York. You can go for New York for the weekend. That's lovely. Yeah. We also have Sophia's father in the podcast with us today, Nikolai, that helps Sophia in all her beautiful video productions. Can I say you're Sophia's marketing manager? Like, you know, take out the pictures, videos, create the posts, everything. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nikolai. Yeah, I'm Sophia's father. I'm 45 years old. I'm so proud to be on your podcast. I'm so proud of Sophia. Ah, uh, that's very nice. And thank you. Thanks for being the Stars for Tomorrow podcast. I'm very happy. So, Sophia, I know you're creating your childhood memories because you're still a baby. I wish I was 13 years old as well. <laughs> so, what was your favorite childhood memory up to now? Well, I probably have a lot, but my favorite memories would be my birthdays. So my birthdays have always been like a pretty big event. And probably my fourth birthday, we had a Mickey Mouse party. And oh, nice. we made like little quests throughout the house and it was really fun. That's yeah. very nice. So just to update our listeners about Sophia's talent. She has a channel on YouTube, as you said, that called Enchanted Violin, where she shares many amazing videos with some of her performances. And one of the most popular was the one she plays Rockabye. I'm going to play a little bit just so we have it in the podcast as well. Everybody, I'm sure everybody would like to hear it. Thank you. 
just love this performance. It's very nice. In that video, you got over 108,000 views. How do you feel when you see that that many people watch your performance? Honestly, I feel pretty surprised because back then my playing probably wasn't as good. But I'm also really grateful because I never thought that I could actually achieve something like that. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable still. Like, it's been a year, but... That's very nice. That's lovely. And I love it. I shared it with some friends. It's an amazing performance. And as you said, it was a year ago. So just to put it in perspective, I did a comparison with the biggest football stadium in America, the Michigan Stadium. If it's 107,601 people in there. So the number of people that watched your one single video on YouTube would not fit in the biggest station of North America. It's insane. Wow. <laughs> when you put in perspective, you don't even realize how big the number is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can imagine 100,000 people. That's crazy. That's great. And how do you feel about it, Nikolai? Do you feel proud of her? Yeah, we... Also, actually, we're really surprised the great success of this video. And that video actually was able to attract some of the first attention and first subscribers, actually, and encourage us to move forward. That's very nice. And what was the first song that you learned how to play, Sophia? So I actually remember this really well. And it was a really simple song. Really simple, but we all had to start somewhere, right? It was, have you seen my donut? It's not a popular song and it's really, really easy. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have your violin with you just to yeah, show us a little bit? <laughs> so yeah. it was really, really easy, really simple. It was simpler than Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Would you like to pass on your legacy for free? Sign up now for the 21 Day Story Challenge and share your adventures, memories, wisdom, and life experience with future generations. Click the link in the description of this episode and start sharing stories, photos, videos, and audio recordings on the Clockbox app. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> and why did you start playing violin? Was anything specific because you always liked? Tell me a little bit about it. It was actually a pretty funny story, to be honest. So in second grade, there was this girl named, well, I'm not going to say her name. Um, and <laughs> she wasn't the nicest person to me or to anyone else. And she was in the school orchestra and she played the violin. It was really simple, like really simple songs. But one day they had a little concert for a class and I saw her playing the violin and I was kind of jealous. So I wanted to get revenge <laughs> on her by playing better. <laughs> and as time passed, I kind of realized that I want to play the violin, like the violin, not just for revenge, but because I actually like it. And now I'm here. <laughs> 
That is hilarious. <laughs> And how old are you when you start playing? I was eight. Oh my God. You barely know how to hold the violin. It's so young. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's so nice. That's very nice. And how does play makes you feel? Well, this is actually a pretty difficult question because it's hard to explain. It's like a feeling that only people that actually play an instrument can understand. I really can't explain it. It's something deeper than sadness or happiness. You would have to play to find out. Would you say it's like a type of love, the way that you express love to people when you play to somebody or when you make somebody happy? Would you say something like that, trying to understand that feeling? Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> close to that. That's very nice. You also told me previously that you like writing in your diary. What do you like to write about? Like, how does that make you feel? Well, I find it really therapeutic to just like write down my day. And I have actually multiple journals. I have a diary where I just write down like what I did, how did I feel throughout the day. And then another one where I just kind of organize my thoughts. So if I have a plan, I write it down. Some goals, I write it down. A bucket list, I write it down. I technically write everything down. It just helps me like organize what I'm thinking onto a piece of paper. That's very nice. You know, um, journaling is a very good habit to have. In the Clockbox app, you also have an option to YouTube journal. And you've been receiving so many, you know, good reviews from young kids like you that find very helpful writing down things. Because as you said, like you can put your anxiety, frustrations that everybody has, you know, mm -hmm. and then it helps you to make better decisions in the next day. So one specific question for you, when you think about the words time capsule, what does come to your mind? I think of those metal cylinders that you put into the ground, <laughs> like in the movies. Yeah. I've never actually seen a time capsule, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Before I joined Clockbox, when I thought about time capsule, I thought about those these cool, you know, projects. Then you yeah. put it in a box and then you put a hole into the ground. And then yeah. most people just forget about it and they never get it back. Or when they actually do, it's probably, you know, destroyed. So when the, I find out there has a possibility to have it actually and in real time now and making time capsules for people that we love, I thought was very interesting. Asking direct to you now, what do you think about the idea of have like multiple time capsules, one for daddy, one for mom? What's your best friend's name? Well, I have a lot of best friends, but I would say Emily, if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one time capsule for Emily. What do you think about the idea of like every day putting a little bit of love for each one of them in a time capsule? I think that's a great idea, but probably not every day, maybe every month or every year, putting a little memory into a time capsule, opening it like 10 years. That yes. would probably be nice. That's very nice. And what would you have in a time capsule for daddy as daddy is there? <laughs> well, I would probably have put like the same thing for my mom and dad, but I would put like pictures, probably this podcast. <laughs> 
my family albums, my drawings of when I was little. I made definitely really funny drawings. Maybe a screenshot of my page just to see how it changes. That's a very good idea. And then you see, in, like, let's say in 10 years' time, you see how it grew. Oh, that's very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I know you're very young, and but in those long 13 years old that you have, what was the most important thing that you've learned in life? To not be afraid of change. Because so far, everything that has changed was for the better. I've changed countries, states, schools, violin teachers, violins, everything. And it's always been for the better. So that's very nice. That's very nice. Nicola, and what about yourself? What was the most important thing that you've learned in life? I know that's hard, like, you know, having kids in a different country and we don't have family to support us. What about you? What would you tell us? First of all, yeah, I would say the family, this is the most important thing in your life. And if you can rely on your family, you can achieve everything. And as uh, Sophia said before, don't be afraid to change anything in your life. And actually, you can predict how life is, is going, but you need to adapt and actually be prepared any surprise and changes in your life. Just uh, move forward without hesitation and rely on your family that's beautiful so just to finish the podcast in the best way possible i would like to ask sophia to play one of my favorite songs hallelujah would you mind to play it for us yeah sure tuning in to this episode of Stories for Tomorrow. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.